Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerard Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavner, and you're listening to Agony Rants. Another remote one. Where, like, I have to say, I feel like I'm in your house more since we started this podcast than I've ever been beforehand. <laughs> I know, but that's because it was a restraining order against you coming to my house at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Of the good old days. So listeners, we are doing this podcast remote because we've a lot on. I'm in Limerick um, and you know things are good because I'm in a room with a pole. Yeah, I I was just going to say that looked like very close to you as well. You've got (laughs) like... Enough room to have a pole in your room. <laughs> That's like, is it, is it like a, is it like for dancing around? It looks quite thick, really, for dancing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too, you couldn't pole dance off it now. Like if you're twerking, like you'd have your work cut out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I've taken a step up in the world. That's very fabulous now, I have to say. I'm very admiring. And and, and, and it's a lovely grey colour and you've worn a t-shirt to match it, which is even better. I know, yeah. Very bland. That's me. <laughs> Well, I'm in sunny Carrick, Fergus, and the sun is so bright I had to put a light in my face so that Garo could actually see me and I didn't look like one of those people, you know, on Panorama or something or the, the whistleblower <laughs> out or something because my face was so dark. Ne- Neve Kavanagh, she was dobbing the raw into the MI5 back in the 80s. Dobbing them in. So you have your Eurovision gig tonight. Yes, I'm very excited about tonight, actually, because... Because, actually, before you say this, we have to say that this is what Neve Kavanagh does. She's not, she's not a podcaster. She's a diva. She's a goddess of music and stage. She's now going to captivate a room. Oh, that'd be it. Hold them in the palm of my hands. Uh, actually, with, with my fellow Eurovision mates. I'm very excited about God. You have no idea because I haven't seen the gang now for a good year. So I'm very excited to see them. Paul and Charlie, Johnny, Dana, Linda, and of course, it's the Secret Garden, which is very exciting. You know, so it's pretty much all of all the gang. Emer uh, is busy; uh, she quite often is, and she doesn't quite live here. So we're all kind of all together having the crack. I am super excited about it. It'll be really fun. I mean, to be fair, I'll be trotting out the same songs and all, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in your minsters is coming out for the best of you know. We haven't really had a good go with the Eurovision gang for a long time, so it's really really fun. The last time was very emotional. Was myself, Johnny, or sorry, myself. Linda, Paul and Charlie on the late late the three of us were together Oh during Covid I remember that Yeah it was very emotional actually and and because it was Covid it was a bit you know a bit sad because there wasn't as many people about but uh, there's going to be plenty of people in the Pro Cathedral apparently so uh, I'm very Fantastic. excited about it and, and Linda sold it out which is great Linda kind of rang me and asked me would I do it and sure if Linda rings generally I do it <laughs> Because it's the crack. It's always the crack. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good fun. And I've never really sung in the Pro Cathedral before, so this will be very interesting. It'll be really great fun. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday, I fly off to start restart my Camino. So this is kind of how I know things are really getting back to normal now, because not only am I doing, you know, my gig again, which will be great. And I will discover whether I can hit those notes again after all these years. Um, and also, <clears throat> I'll actually be restarting my Camino, which is basically I'm going to be walking 25 kilometres a day for five, six days. So, Oh, my mm. God. Because uh, you're doing the Camino over uh, 
10 years or something is this yeah, 10 years no not quite 10. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our topic this week is money. This is a serious one, Neve. It's a very grown up, a very grown up topic for us all together. And I think it's a really good topic, actually, because money is such a contentious, effort, you know, issue for everybody. Um, and it is funny sometimes because we actually don't talk about it enough. You know, we don't talk about money, how we deal with it. And actually, I find it really funny because my husband is a disaster. He Years ago, there was an ad for insurance on TV and they used to, this man used to put a bucket over his head when anybody tried to talk to him about stuff and he'd go, la, 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 into the bucket. That is my husband when we talk about money. He's like, oh, he's good at earning it. He just doesn't want to be involved in the management. And he has this magic thing in his head. I don't know if you have it, Grode, and I'm sure we'd all agree. He has this magic process where he can actually spend the same money Multiple times, you know, there's money that he earns. Completely. That's exactly what I do. Oh, we'll use that money for that. You know, he does that all the time. Like, so it's like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I completely do that. I always find it really, really hard to say how much I want for something. Like, because even in our jobs, like we have to actually say, like, it's up to us to say how much we earn. Like, yes, and I, I, will, I, I will always be like, oh, leave it up to yourself. Oh, no, I wouldn't want it. No, no, no. Whatever you think yourself. And then as soon as they give it to me, and it's not what I expect. I'm just like, I will see it in court. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really hard. And the problem is that people don't know the value of your time. They think, you know, not they think all. that you should do things for the joy of it. I don't know how many. Now, listen, we're going down a very, very hairy route here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All the artists and everything that be up in arms. I don't know how many times somebody says to me, ah, sure, it'd be great for the exposure. I swear to God, if I was any more exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly 30 years of exposure. Thanks very much. I'm grand. I'd rather be paid fairly for what I do. And I don't know that they know how to quantify it. You know, that's the problem is it is difficult, especially if you get a job that's out of left field. So it's not too bad if you're in that kind of the, the vibe of people who are in the industry, they kind of get the general gist. But you see people who don't, you know, who don't get it. Sometimes they're like, what? You really get that much money for doing that? But they don't realise it takes more than just the, the couple of hours you turn up for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. know, It's like so much more than that, you know, and what you do and stuff. But anyway, that's a whole other issue. But are you good at managing money? Girl? No, I'm really bad at it. Like I have this, like <laughs> I have this thing that I'm always good at managing the money I have for now. But like the money for the future, I'm terrified of. Like I have money in a savings account that earns no, like 0% interest. And I've been transferring that to the credit union for, I think this must be seven years now. Like, uh, oh. like <laughs> it's on your to-do list. Like it's, is it on your to-do list? Yeah. And every time it comes into my head, I'm like this week, this week now. Mark my words. Definitely doing that. <laughs> Mark my words. I'm going Mark in that credit union. But the problem is, I got it right. It was one of those accounts where you have to, like, you have to log on and say that you're taking money out of this account. Yeah. And then it will be there for you in five days. Right? Yeah. But if you don't log on in five days and take it out of the account that day, it like, it resets. So yeah, you have to like, leave it, you have to request it again and leave it for another five days. So, and I've literally been doing this for seven years, Neve. <laughs> Road, you need to sort that out. Like, what the hell is going on? I know. Honestly, I, have to do it. I mean, I'm very practical, as you know. I'm a mad one for the practicalities of life, and I, I, I think about it. I'm not as organised as I should be. You know, some people are very good and they check their finances every year, but because I have to do my accounts every year, as you do, you know, you do suddenly go, 
I can't believe I spent that much on that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I go, oh, I need to address that. You know, and, and you know, I have teenage boys, men now. T- fortunately, they're both earning. So, you know, I file that under you're on your own, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I get a bill, I always immediately yeah. go, oh, I have a bill to pay. And I never know how much money is in the account. I look at the bill and I just think to myself, well, I'm as excited as you are. Let's roll the dice and see how this goes. <laughs> After Paul had a stroke, I just couldn't live with that level of, you know, scariness. So I, after years of living, you know, of saying how much is enough, I said, no, I'm really going to have to make sure that we're well ahead. So I got really, really grown up and did things like, you know, I pay all my bills in advance now. So in other words, I pay all my insurances, my rates, everything in one lump sum because I saved maybe six, seven hundred pounds a year doing that. Just, oh, wow. Just doing that. It's amazing how much money, because you've you all sorts of things like car insurance and all that sort of. And I worked really hard to do it. And it was hard because you were putting out a fair amount of money at times and you were going, oh, no. But now you still save over the next year. But it also gives me a year's buffer, you know, so if, if things kind of go a bit skew, if, you know, sometimes you don't get paid when you're supposed to. The thing is, you can yeah. always put it in direct debit then. But it costs it costs maybe on an average insurance thing, it costs you maybe 30 quid onto your car insurance every year to actually just pay it by direct debit. Well, well, well. Top tip. The only thing I'm not good at is I I, I kind of tend to just take the insurance when they come and they, they always put it up and then I ring them and I say, why are you putting it up? And then they go, we'll give it to you the original price and then they give it to me. But they still edge it up a little bit. And I never realised this. I like I never realized that you're supposed to get on and have a fight with them. I know it's ridiculous. I I I get really angry about that. For years I've been like just accepting the quote when I come in the door and then so it was like, you don't accept the first quote. Acceptance is lovely. You know, they, they love people like you, but they give you feck all loyalty. That's the problem. Yeah. They just Pardon me for being a bit graceful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just trying to keep you in business. And I have the added loveliness of, you know, uh then I have to deal with Paul's ones as well. So, you know, and sometimes he can be a bit you know, gullible. <laughs> they kind of come on and go, this is a great deal. And he goes, oh, all right. <laughs> I once, I, we once paid for a car. He went up to buy a car, right? Uh, or when he went up to get a car fixed, actually, is what he did. And he came back with a new car and we hadn't finished paying for the other car. <laughs> I like how Paul rolls. I know, bless him. Somebody got in touch, actually. Um, Lisa Costello, she got in touch, right? And she said that if you only save two euro coins in a pring- Pringles tube, All right. you'll have a thousand euro when it's full. <gasps> I swear to God, when I heard that, I just thought, well, 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 I do have a pension after all. <laughs> so, so that's like a troker box thing but for yourself. Yeah. I thought, I, that is brilliant. I'm actually, I'm going to, like, I know, I know, like, I'm trying to be, like, trying to be good and everything, but I'm actually going to buy a box, like, a tub of Pringles afterwards just so I can go, okay, that's it. You need to start looking at your future, Garot. <laughs> I, I always think, though, that oh when God. you save money on something, like, you really feel like you get a win. There is oh, yeah, you such do. a buzz. Like, I was booking flights there recently, and I was booking them for, like, for the end of the year, and I got them for 20 quid, and I swear to God, I was absolutely thrilled. Like, the only thing I will say, though, about uh, booking flights is I I think it's absolutely adorable that after a pandemic of being locked up together, Ryanair still think that we're going to be willing to pay to sit together. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, somebody in marketing in there, like, must come from a very happy home because... (laughs) Very happy home. 
You know, it's funny, actually, because I, I love the fact that quite often you meet people who go, oh, I got this top for two euro and pennies, right? And be delighted with the fact that they got that. But they won't think of saving money on their car insurance because it's boring. <laughs> I know. I, I did one of those reviews, like now it's about five years since I've done it, right? Where, where I, I looked at my bank account and I looked at every single thing that was going out of it. And, uh, and then I went and, you know, either cancelled it or tried to get a better deal on it. And one of the things that I was paying for going to tap the table now. That's how annoyed I am. Come on, it's very serious. On my travel insurance, I was paying a skiing package. What? I've never been skiing in my life. Did you ever want to? Never. I think, like, absolutely not. I think there's easier ways to kill yourself. Like, <laughs> why would anyone want to hurl themselves down a mountain? Anyway. I don't know. But I rang up, I rang up the insurance company and said, what's the deal with this, the skiing package? Like, what's going on? I've, I've never skied in my life. And do you know what she said? She said, well, it's only 15 euro. We just put it on. <gasps> well, <laughs> oh. I kicked oh. off. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never do that again. Never. And apparently what it was, was something they added a complimentary for this year. And then they start charging for you after that. You see, the problem is these things come in and they are, they're long documents and you go, ah, oh, that's all right. You know, and you don't really think about, and you, actually you don't even know what you need half the time. That's the problem. That happened to me with my car insurance this year and I realised that my car wasn't insured for a whole month. <laughs> Good. A whole month. I just rang up and I said, hang on a second, where's my disc? They said, you're not insured at all, Mr. Farrelly. Well, I went bananas. 100% my fault. <laughs> I was... Like, <laughs> <laughs> completely in the wrong but I kicked off anyway <laughs> I mean I, I I wasn't sure whether people would send in like interesting money stories but honestly it is so funny the response has been huge I know yeah there's loads of them like Harry says review your insurance policies I did Harry I did what an eye opener. Uh, he said he saved himself 600 euro last year. It was a pain in the ass to do, but that's a ticket to New York. Okay. You're there right, you Harry. And will you pay to sit with someone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so then Lenny uh, says, my husband is so tight with his money that he cuts the flowers in the local park and claims he has bought them. I know the truth. I think we would all know the truth if that was the case, yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. If there's, no, yeah. if there's no little cellophane wrap around it, those, those flowers are robbed. Uh, Rob says, love it. Best tip is from the legend herself, Joan Rivers. Uh, buy a cheap suit, one size too big and spend a hundred euro having it fitted and it ends up looking like a Savile Row suit. That's genius. It is genius. It is genius. Uh, of course, it also will work if you have like a Savile Row kind of body. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that could be you in a couple of weeks. Like tailored to what? You know, sometimes it's not how cheap the suit is. It's down to what it's actually tailored to. 100%. Like, what are are you hanging this suit closer to? That's what I want to (laughs) ask. But it is a good way to save money. That is a really clever tip, actually, to make something look really much more expensive. And actually, I am... Big fan of secondhand. Big fan of, you know, using things. Not obviously if somebody's died in it, but, you know, I'm definitely up for, you know. <laughs> it's always the first question. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody die in this? You know, but other than that, I'm kind of up for it. Like, well, definitely. Somebody says here, uh, buy uh, Lorraine. She says, buy used. Vinted is my best friend these days and very eco-friendly. Like, I had a look at it, right? Vinted is actually a website where you can buy secondhand clothes. And I have to say, like, right, the thing that always puts me off secondhand clothes is the smell 
in the shops where they sell secondhand clothes. And I'm sorry, <laughs> like, but there is a smell when you go in there. And I mean, and we can't, like, I get it. It's sustainable. It's good for the environment. But the places always stink. Yeah, but then you just get your clean. Do you not clean Ex- the clothes when you take exactly them out of places? Is. You're getting something posted to you. So you're going to wash it anyway. I think that's genius. It is a genius idea. Vintage is a great idea. Actually, it is a really great idea. I'm all for it. To be fair, my, I have a friend who tries to give me her T-shirts that she's not using anymore every time I meet her. I'm not as keen on that. No, but, uh, you know, the thing is, I, I'm all for, you know, moving stuff around. It's because sometimes we buy stuff and we don't know why we bought it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly why we bought it because it was cheap. That's what I bought. <laughs> like, I have the ugly, some of the ugliest clothes I have. My defence is, but it was a fiver. Out of TK Maxx. Usually is the end of that conversation. Yeah, or, or, or pre-mark end of line. Yes, exactly right. Uh, here's Kat Green. She says, buy a cheap moisturiser and spray your perfume into it and apply. No need to buy expensive body moisturiser. Now, that's a great idea and it is a great tip. I'm going to say that recently my husband bought me um, a present. I asked him to get me Chanel number no. five, which is one of my favourites, right? I love it. I know. I'm worth it. So anyway, he um, he was. I sent him off to buy the the perfume that I like, in the way that I like it. I like to buy the atomizer with the three little sprays so that I get longer out of it. It's a whole thing. Anyway, so I'm very specific. And he came back with a body lotion because the woman told her told him that after a certain age, it's better if they use body lotion because you know, <laughs> woman of a certain age. <laughs> so. <laughs> I admire her courage. He and his. He says, you know, I, I was going to buy your perfume, love, but, you know, actually the woman said, you know, women at a certain age should really use cream, which is probably true. And I may be that woman. However, I do not wish to be reminded of it by my husband. I would go back in and I'd say, the ne- I'd tell her the next time she recommends a body lotion, she'd be going home in a body bag. But I I, I admire the ingenuity, Kat. Um, John Feeney, now John Feeney has mentioned something very, very close to my heart. And that is, uh, use the spare change feature on Revolut. I paid to go to a wedding in Italy entirely from that. Um, And then Shelley Enright, she also said, everyone should use the the vault on Revolut because it's super easy. I have to say, Neve, I've been using this. It is genius. What way does it work? Basically, if you pay for something on your Revolut, like say it's $2.95, it right. takes the five cent and it puts that into a into a vault. And then what you can do is you can you can have your change be multiplied so that it multi- like puts a multiple of three or four or five or up to ten, I think. Oh, you know, so so if you if it's five cent then it'll do it, 15. it could be fifty cent, yeah. Um and I did that all last year. I was thrilled. Um, I had in my head that the money that was in my Revolut vault, I just I just put it into my pension payments. But I didn't. I got drunk at Christmas and bought an iPad. His famous pension. <laughs> oh, I'm getting sorted, Neve. That's that's what this episode's all about. It's about me. It's to encourage me to take out, like, sort out my pension. It's going to be, a, I hope you live a long time. <laughs> I really hope I don't. It's much more financially viable if I don't live long. <laughs> uh, Ross says, not much of a tip, but done deal is great for me starting out my new home. I got a freezer for 70 euro. Well, that's good, isn't it? You, you've touched on this earlier, Neve. People with nice things die. That's the harsh reality of the world. I know it's awful. It's sad. It's terrible. <laughs> but good stuff has to find a new home. Adverts, it does. done deal. I swear to God. It's absolute genius. One of my friends, he, he bought a new house and he, he bought a bath that somebody had measured wrong and paid for and it just sat in their garage. Oh, 
listen, we all have... Got a first song. I think it's great to move it on. I mean, whether you make money or farming or not, you might as well go and look. I mean, half the stuff in my house has been, somebody's been done with it and I've gone, oh, I'll use that. Yeah, totally. This is the thing, right? I'm fully, I'm 100% aware of this. There's a hoarder in me oh, waiting to okay. get it. Like if I was single, give me five years, boots would be found under a whole load of papers. <laughs> so you think that you get kept right then by your partner? Is that the way that works? If, if he wasn't there, you would be like, you would be creating corridors in your in your apartment. Is that it? Yeah. No, uh, no, I, th- I, I think it's pure vanity. What, what are you hoarding? Because, you know, usually there's specific things. No, what I do is I hoard, right? And then I go, this place is too cluttered. And I have massive clear outs. Like when I have a clear, like when I have a clear out, I swear to God, it, it's like there's a factory closing down. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally epic. I like I restock the charity shops with all the stuff I've bought from them. Amazing. It's a circle of life. It's a circle of life. Uh, so Brian says, I haven't had a job in about seven years for health reasons. Um, looking, but not a sniff of an interview. I'm broke. Any ideas? Um, well, from two people that work in entertainment after COVID, we've loaded. Welcome to our world. <laughs> Firstly, I want to say, in case we forget to say it, if anybody has a job for Brian, Get in touch. Oh, yeah. gmail.com. We'll we'll like we'll pass it on. Um, I don't actually know where he's from though. And I don't know what his skills are, but you know, he must he's obviously keen. Yeah, he's keen. So if anyone has something out there, hit us up, right? And um, but what I would say, Brian, is right, this is my this is my advice. Do a little course. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. It sometimes can focus you better, actually. It totally does. I did that when I thought I was like, you know, my career is over. It's game over. Um, I did a springboard course in programming. Oh, I remember. I remember. I, oh, Neve, I swear to God, how I didn't have an... Well, I mean, I did have an nervous breakdown. I mean, let's call it a spade. You did. I, I saw some of that. I did witness some of that. You were a little bit stressed. I'm not going to lie. I was doing exams in my wear, spare room. You did get to wear a cap and gown, though. I did get to wear a cap and gown. <laughs> super proud of you. What, what I would... Like, it, I wrote you a card and all. I got a lovely card from Neve. It was absolutely gorgeous. And still up, still up, as I said. Yeah. <laughs> it better be going into a special box. Your special Neve box. Neve box. <laughs> Neve box. Um, but yeah, I would say, right, there's Springboard in Ireland, right? Springboard.ie, I think yeah. it is. There's loads of courses. And yeah. with the idea of helping you find a job in that area. And what I found was, even though I'd been a programmer for years and years, mm-hmm. even just going back and doing interviews because I'd done comedy for you know, five or six years and it had been sure. out of it. I had no confidence whatsoever. And it was only after an interview because they, they asked me, <laughs> they asked me in the interview, on a scale of one to 10 as a programmer, how good would you say you are? And I said, I'd say four or five. <laughs> oh no! And they looked at me. You have to over egg it for God's sake. I was like, give me some parameters here. Like, let's say Bill Gates is 10. I think I'm four or five. I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. You can't all be Bill Gates. <laughs> that was exactly my point, but they had none of it. They wouldn't give me the job. But that's a stupid question, I'll be honest with you. Quite often they are stupid questions in interviews, but we're kind of getting They're off the ridiculous. point here, Brian. A, a little course will give you a bit of confidence, I think. Um, but I would, de- like, I would definitely say, though, that with interviews and stuff like that, a lot of it's your own head. It's, it's your own. Oh, no, it is. It's yeah. you standing in your own way. And the other thing is, right, don't be afraid, like, if, if you're feeling a bit underconfident, don't be afraid to take a job that you think, you know, oh, I probably should, this is probably a bit beneath me or whatever. You know, it's okay to take a little step back to build your confidence to work up again. 
it's no harm to take any job. You know, sometimes there, there's nearly always work. It's just getting a job. Sometimes it's not always the work you want to do. That's the only thing. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But uh, you can find the joy in everything if you look hard enough. Like, so, I mean, I would say, Brian, you know, there's probably a few things you can kind of take from that there and help you out. But I definitely think that, um, you know, getting money and generate money is kind of the hardest bit, isn't it? It's just you can't really be thinking about that. Just think about, you know, I'm just going to get out and do something. Yeah, exactly. And like if you like if you end up in a job that you don't particularly like, what could inspire you from that is you look at the people that are maybe higher up on the ladder and go, I could do that. He's an asshole. (laughs) It's always (laughs) it's always easier to get a job when you have a job. You know, weirdly. Exactly. You know, it's just getting that first one, isn't it? Like The other thing actually is, forgot to say it, don't be afraid to have someone have a look at your CV. A friend or somebody that has a job. Because, you know, look, sometimes it's not about the product, it's the marketing. Ooh, get you. <laughs> um, so Emma says, um, the best money saving tip is don't have any. If you don't have any, then there's no worry. <laughs> um, Emma then got on a second time to say she was going to rob a bank. <laughs> This one here is from James, right? Now, I have to say, again, we have a demographic on this show. Okay. And sometimes what I absolutely adore is the crazies. (laughs) (laughs) And this... There are people, Grode. There are our people. (laughs) Well, my God, what I will say, listeners, is strap in because James (laughs) is about to give us the ride of our lives. Uh, James says... A kind of row involving money where I got my own back. Okay. Years ago, I was going out with a lad who in hindsight was a four. And my lack of humility lets me say I'm a hell of a lot more than a four. Okay, <laughs> James. James must have shelled out for a decent haircut. <laughs> Chill the head. But anyway, we were together years and bought a place immediately prior to the economic crash. When you had to queue overnight and buy from plans. We subsequently broke up when I found out about him cheating. Anyway, when it came to the apartment, the crash had caused it to devalue greater than the deposit we'd paid. So he insisted I'd basically just lost 30 grand that I'd contributed. But he was happy to absorb the negative equity and keep it on. Well, well, well. I told him I'd look for legal advice, which resulted in him getting two heavies to threaten me, saying that if I went down the legal route, I'd be doing it from a wheelchair and a feeding Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I kind of let it go, as you would, James. Once he'd moved in, I packaged up loads of Johnson's baby powder into bags and boxed it up, sent it by post, and the following day, once I was 99% sure it was delivered, I phoned the guards... To tell them I believed copious amount of drugs were being dealt from the apartment. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. James, I dropped my my cap. (laughs) They raided the place. I felt great at the thoughts of the panicking little prick. (laughs) Of (laughs) how he must have felt. I might have been 30 grand down, but I felt like Oh my God, 30 grand and the price of a load of Johnson's baby powder. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. James, James, James. James. I mean, we do not recommend anybody, you know, (laughs) <laughs> defraud the police <laughs> no but <laughs> wasting police time no epic, epic. Uh, that is beautifully, an epic beautifully executed 
it's worth the 30 grand as far as I'm concerned. I mean, at worst, you've said put a wheelie bin through the window. I mean, really, Garoad, this man is in a total different league. The setup. I mean, he essentially did that thing. What's the thing? What's the thing that they do um, uh, in America? Is it called they swat somebody? They swat somebody. Is that what it's called? Where where where, where they send like the like it's it's like it's the equivalent of like a it's not a prank. I mean it's a very serious prank, but it's where they send like a SWAT team to somebody's house. They say like I've just seen somebody take two hostages and go in with a gun, and oh my then gosh. hang up and then they send the SWAT team. That's the sense. James did the Irish That's equivalent to that. Outrageous. That's outrageous. Like I ha- I'll be honest with you. I felt I've been tame in our responses for the past few episodes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, James sending that through now, you've, you've, you've really made me want to up my game. Uh, you do need to. I salute you, James. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us and the show, you can become a member for as little as €5 a month, and in return you will get bonus episodes from us and from all of the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. To subscribe, head over to headstuffpodcast.com. Also, we are here to tell you about another great show on the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's called I Know That Face, and it's been running for uh, quite a few years now, and uh, it's absolutely brilliant. I Know That Face is a movie podcast, and it takes a deep dive into the career of a character actor. These are not A-list celebs. They seem to easily flip between hero and villain, and although you might not know their name, you definitely know their face. This is a must-listen for movie lovers. It's absolutely brilliant, and there's tons of great film recommendations in there. The show is hosted by Stephen Porzio and Andrew Carroll, uh, which are two of the film writers on headstuff.org. So check it out. Here's a clip. I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. Uh, we've got a problem from uh, Simone, um, which uh, it's an interesting one. It's actually, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but this is a pro- this is a problem that's based on our topic this week. Oh, uh, brilliant. Money. So it says, hi, Neve and Garoad. I see you were doing an episode on money and I have a little money problem niggling away at me. Just before Christmas, one of my friends was unemployed and having some money issues. I have a good job and a decent salary and I offer to lend her money. It wasn't a massive amount, but it was about the equivalent of a month's salary. She was so grateful and said she would pay me back. I was a little embarrassed about it and was very casual and said, don't worry about it and pay me whenever you can. She hasn't mentioned it since. I know she has a lot of commitments as she is married with children and I am single and live alone. So I'm very much in control of what I spend. Should I say something for her? She just mentioned that she is considering booking a holiday at the end of the year, so I assume things are back on track. That's from Wow. Simone. Interesting. How do we feel, Neve? Well, we feel a little worried, I think. Um, do you not think? Um, yeah. You know, this is actually a really common problem, right? And it reminds me of something my mum told me when I was young, which was basically... Whenever you lend money to someone, you have to almost say that you don't own that money anymore. You have to be prepared 
to not get it back. And that's because you either value the friendship or you value the money. So if you can't afford to lend it, you should not. Right. Um, But we all get caught in these situations. And then that's really difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult to bring up the conversation. But actually, I think you should. I really do. I think you should just go, listen, I'm sorry, uh, how are you doing with your money? Is is there any chance we could start looking at getting some money back in? I think it's far better to have the conversation. and But do it in a tactful way, away from other people. Don't bring it up family dinner or anything, like, you know, or, or out with your mates. That's probably not <laughs> the best. scream at her as you're getting into a taxi. Give me your money! <laughs> no, no, it's not about that. I think it is a conversation. And I actually think eventually it will come between you and your friend if you don't have this conversation. As much as not having the conversation does. Well, it is already. She's definitely going to be aware. And if she's the type of person who doesn't care that she hasn't paid your money back, well, then there's nothing lost there. There isn't. So, you you know, you shouldn't care about asking for it back. If she's sensitive and maybe can't afford it, then have a conversation and say, look, are you still stuck? Is there any chance we can look at, you know, maybe putting in place a certain amount every week? If you've said it doesn't matter, the problem is you're down the food chain if a bill comes in or something else is happening. You either go, right, um, I'm going to give you that money or you work out how to get it back or you have to go, this is important to our friendship that you pay me back because you need to be able to borrow from me again. And you can't borrow from me again if you've already borrowed and not paid back. I have this conversation regularly with one of my sons. (laughs) 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 You know, where I say to him, you can borrow money from me anytime as long as you pay it back. Not because I necessarily need the money back, but because it's important for him to understand that you can't borrow money. You either ask for money as a gift or you borrow money and you pay it back. It's, you know, there is a responsibility in that. You see, I think you, your approach is a mammy approach and my approach is yeah, a big very brother much so. approach. So okay, I think, like I have a load of sisters and a brother younger than me. Are you the bank of Garod? It was just kind of like a thing that I was the one that was working and they were all college school. But I used to take that approach that you mentioned there that your mom suggested, which was yeah. if they ask you for money and you agree to it, it's goodbye to the money, like, because you're, because, you know, yeah. you're not getting it back. You have to be prepared for that because yeah. you may not get that yeah. back. So you either sacrifice that or the friendship. You know what I mean? You either get yeah. hung up on the money or the friendship. Like the other thing that I noticed as well was that you said that I know she has a lot of commitments and she is married with children and I am single and never alone. So I'm in control of what I spent. It, it does sound to me there as well that you are kind of putting her situation as maybe above yours and slightly more important. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah, do that. You're on your own paying like, everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You're paying a full mortgage or a full rent. So yeah, you are very much entitled to your money back. And how you go about it, I mean, from my point of view, I would get one of those big notices that you can put in the back of a plane. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that the, the biggest thing is the last sentence for me, right? She's mentioned she's considering booking a holiday. That should not be a conversation between two people who owe you money. That should not be. Uh, actually, yeah. no, I, I appreciate that you would want to, obviously, maybe you need a holiday after everything, but you should not be talking about booking holidays if you owe people money. That just, the irresponsibility of that yeah. upsets me in a way I can't even speak. And not, not only that, saying it to somebody who you owe the bloody money. Oh my God. I, like, I, I just, 
It's just so yeah, you, like, upsetting She should have me, the good grace know? to hide that from yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people kind of, yeah, she should just go on holiday and not tell you. No, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that a but I just, I just No, Simone. <laughs> a bit of jaundice, a bit of jaundice. I think sometimes it smacks a little bit of that because you, like sometimes, um, you know, because somebody's single or maybe because this, that, or you maybe have this idea that they're earning more money than you, that... You, does that mean you have the right to have their money? I don't no, I don't think that's the way it works. Totally. But the, the other side of this is like she says that she was a little bit embarrassed and was very casual. and was like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, pay me whenever you can, whatever. It's grand. Maybe, maybe the lesson here is to be clearer with your parameters. With your parameters. <laughs> and and, and yeah. maybe, maybe what you need to do here is kind of go, like if you, if you look back yourself and you think, could she have thought that I've given her a gift. That you gave her. it to her. Yeah. And if that if that's the case, then you have to just, I guess, take the hit. Because it's not like mm. it's not worth losing a friend over. No, because you, you clearly care about her, Simone. And yeah. that's really important. You know, that's very important. You don't lose a friendship. So you only you can decide whether that's the situation. But if it was clear it was alone, maybe do what Neve says. Just have a conversation. Be very, you know, be very calm and say, look, it, things you're talking about booking a holiday are you are you back on track can we look at not don't look for the whole amount because nobody can absorb that if they've been under pressure but you know maybe look at maybe we can look at ways of paying back some of that and, and no harm to do a little white lie I've got to I've got to get my time and belt done time and belts do in a car do time and belts one. in cars I don't know tell, tell her you're going into getting a full facelift you want to look 35 years younger wow would you would you would I do a facelift yeah 100% Absolutely. No, you will not. I, I won't I, let you. I, I, I swear to God, I want to go out looking like Joan Rivers. <laughs> I think that we have helped preserve our friendship here because I think Simone's going to look back and go, was I clear that I was to get this back? And if I wasn't, yeah. leave well enough alone. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, well, lovely to see you, Gerard, even though you're all the way on down in Limerick. I'll bring the brownies. Yes, we're, do, we're doing in-studio recordings now next week. Um, so we'll be back. We'll sound our usual selves. Um, yes. And we'll have videos and all of the usual. Uh, if you want to get in touch, agonyrants at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you are enjoying our show, please make sure you tell somebody about it. Because if oh, e- yeah. somebody said to me recently, if everybody told five friends, our show would grow five times. I know. And we're loving it. We're having a ball. We're having a ball. Here, Here we I am are. peeking into Neve's sun-kissed sitting room. Garage. Oh! It's a garage. <laughs> it's the den. I know. I did it Excuse up uh, years ago for the boys to be in it. Uh, but we, we did it up again during COVID because they were gone. So there was not so many, uh, you know, pints on the floor and all that sort of stuff happening. So <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye! This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep my you, cause it's the only thing I wanna do. 
turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just want for a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.